Elevate your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com we need to be more involved in the educational process of our children. Welcome to Chalk Talk with your host, Eric Hamilton. The three pillars of Eric's approach to parent engagement are academics, accountability, and advocacy, which empower parents to better support success at the child, school, and system level. And now, here is Eric Hamilton. Hello, America. And listeners around the world, my name is Eric Hamilton, and I'm your host of Chalk Talk. Chalk Talk is designed by an educator, and the purpose of my show for new listeners is to provide answers for questions that parents have about education. And I have some great news to share with you as well. I want to talk about the new year and new possibilities. It's exciting to always start the new year off with a fresh perspective, a fresh view on what you have the power and the capacity to do. My show is going to center around a couple of of things. And one, it's going to center around, does your school have a winning mindset? And the reason that I use that as a, as a, how I set up my show is the fact that we're currently in, if you are a sports fan like myself, we're currently in the in the end of the college season and there are a lot of bowl games and there's a lot of sports related activities. And I'm going to make some interesting connections between the athletic world and how that mindset that we see that dominates uh, professional sports, college sports, how we can take that same mindset and we can transfer that into the world of education. And I, I think it's some real interesting connections there. Before I get into the specifics, I do want to talk and advise you to please, if you have any questions or comments, Chalk Talk will provide answers to the questions that parents have about education. And if you have any specific questions, you can please feel free to call in one 888 Four six ninety one forty one. If you have any questions or comments, agree or disagree, I would love to hear your feedback. Next, I'd like to advise you to go to my website, schoolwise.com. That's schoolwise.com. And I want you to take a look at the new goals that I have. The middle of the year, academically speaking, parents are always trying to position themselves. We're coming off a winter break. We're getting back into the, quote, swing of things. And it's very important for you to have some personal goals as to how you want to position school year. So please go to the website. Take a look at the blogs. Uh, Some of those blogs, this will probably be the last week that I leave the blogs up. I will... uh, issue a new set of blogs for the new year, new direction, please take a look. Go to my website. Take a look at those goals that I have, and I would love to know your feedback. <clears throat> and finally, you may have heard it. I may have, may have made a mention to it. 
But what you've heard is true. I am in the process of completing a book and I'm announcing it now. Uh, I hope to have my book completed. The book will pretty much summarize a, mu- a lot of the material that I've taught, a lot of the guests I've had, and a lot of other things that simply time will not allow me to have a chance to talk about. I'm going to update my listeners by way of the show as well as on the Internet. So I'm very excited to announce that I'm at the final stages of my book and I'm going to keep all of us informed as to the developments when I suspect it will be available and to also get feedback from parents that have to share stories. I'm now in the position where I'm looking for stories from parents. So, again, Happy New Year to all. We're going to talk about does your school have a winning mindset? Now, I believe that we do live in an era with uh, accountability. We live in unbelievable rules and regulations. We have all these things that are set in place to hold people accountable. If you uh, have been following me for a while, you know that I believe that the three uh beliefs for education centered around academics, accountability, and advocacy. And as a parent, teacher, principal, whomever, your task is to, you're always being governed around those, those concepts. But what I'm talking about is do you have a winning mindset? Is your mindset, is the school's mindset, the leaders, the people in the school, are you interested in winning or are you interested in simply showing up? Um, I believe that sports, uh, the we, the reason that people play sports is because sports is a mirror for life. A lot of the issues that play out in ordinary life are also played out on the field where you have to deal with setbacks. You have to deal with having a lead. How do you handle a lead? How do you overcome being hurt? All those are themes that you see being played out on sports across the world. And there's always someone tuning in to watch those things. Well, I believe the same mindset on how we get prepared for athletics can also be transferred into the field of education. You say, well, Eric, why is that important? Right now, there's a parent listening. There's a school leader listening. There's someone who is looking to make a change in their school this year. I've talked about it. And they're lost. They're not clear as to how they're going to do it. And they're searching. They know something is not right. They know that there's a desire to do something better. They know that they're going to get pushed back from someone who maybe is not interested in change. And they need to be empowered some kind of way to be empowered with knowledge. So this show is specifically, again, designed towards getting us to have a conversation about what can we do. Now, let me move forward. I've said that sports are a uh, sports can be a mirror for life. Now, I'm a big baseball fan. I I believe that baseball is one of the greatest games ever invented. I believe there's a lot of things to be learned from the game of baseball. I played uh, the game as a child. I was a pitcher, wasn't very good at it, but I enjoyed it. And I've been to a lot of different arenas, been to different places around the country. And one organization stands out. And Boston fans, please forgive me for saying this, but the New York Yankees, they represent what I call a winning attitude. 
Now, I'm a Atlanta Brave fan. Uh, I believe that uh, Hank Aaron is one of my personal heroes, and I and I do give respect to that organization. But I also have to acknowledge that the Yankees have a attitude that says, from the time they start spring training to the end of the year, they have a goal. Their goal is to win. Their goal is to have rules. Their goals are to compete every single day. They have an unbelievable expectation. They are about winning. All you have to do is visit that facility, visit the Duke ballpark, and you will get that feeling as soon as you walk into the stadium. It's about winning. And as a sports fan, I think about why don't we have that same mindset when it comes down to our children? Why don't we have that same mindset about how we see our schools? We get excited when we go to sporting events. We are excited when our team wins. Let's also try to figure out how can we become excited around rallying behind our school. How do we define winning? Winning is a concept. Is it just about test scores? Is it just accomplishing the new goals for uh Common core. What what is winning? We hear that term being used frequently. So I want to talk about what winning is, and then I want to. Uh, my first break is coming up. I want to talk about what winning is, and I want you to think about what does it look like, and how can you be empowered to advocate for winning. The other thing that I'm going to do later, I'm going to show and highlight a school in America right now that I would put my daughter in immediately. And that says a lot because I'm very difficult person when it comes to education. Those who know me, for me to compliment a school, there must be something going on there. So I want to talk about a school that I think is worth talking about that captures this winning mentality. So what I would like to do before I get into the next segment, I would like to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do we define winning Where is it? How can I see it? And how can I capture it? So please hold on. We'll be back after a short break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you are having difficulty balancing everything in your life, be sure to tune in to Change is Personal with Kim Fuller. Each week, we'll help you do your own self-assessment to handling relationships, family, life challenges, health, and personal goals. Kim and her guests share from experiences and offer advice and resources to keep your life on track. Change is Personal with Kim Fuller can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and start having a fuller life. Want the inside scoop about what's going on in the social networks of art and entertainment? Tune in to Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. We'll talk to the top professionals in the entertainment industry and find out what they're working on and what's next. Your host is James Barber, who has his finger on the pulse of the arts and entertainment world. 
Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. My name is Eric Hamilton, and I'm your host for Chalk Talk. Thank you for joining me in this conversation. And I left. I was talking about winning mindsets. And when I began to prepare for this topic, it really became obvious to me that what I am reflecting is my experiences from what I have seen in schools. I'm in and out of schools frequently. I've had various jobs where I've had to manage five middle schools uh, programs, reading programs. Uh, I've worked in different high schools with different states. I've been into my daughter's schools. I'm constantly in and, and, and I'm, I'm always looking for certain things. I'm also always looking for what's the staff looking like? What's, what's the, the, the composition and, and how are people connected? So what I've come up with is this idea of winning. I've also uh, if you're just joining me, I also said that when you look at sports teams, when you look at how sports teams are run, and I've used the New York Yankees as an example because I think they are an excellent example of this desire of defining winning. When you go into uh, Yankee Stadium, there is a presence there that is unbelievable. But that feeling can also be replicated by staff at schools so that when you walk in, you want to have the feeling that this environment that I'm sending my child is about learning and it's about social development and it's a nourishing place for my child. If you don't get that sense, then that's when you as a parent 
or as a school leader, you have the ability to try to work with other people who are working, who are thinking the same way. My job is to kind of push that as an idea to get you to think about that. Let's look at some comparisons on a baseball team. You have nine players out on the field. Everyone has a specific task that they have to achieve in order for those nine players. They all have to know what their roles are. They all have to compete in order to maintain a position and they all have to work to go through all types of obstacles that happen in a game. How is that any different than a school? How is it any different when you have various different individuals from the principal to the teachers to the admin secretary to the bus driver? They're all working together. They're all working together to create an environment. That environment is what's needed critically for students to learn and to grow socially and to grow in a, in a quote, normal pattern. Now, if you look at what's going on, it takes teamwork in order for that to happen. It also takes people to realize that some skill sets are in demand in baseball world. If you are a pitcher, your skill set is rather, rather limited. Everyone's always trying to get that young arm. They're trying to get someone who can throw and pitch at a high rate of speed. Meanwhile, uh, if you are a another position, say a shortstop or an outfielder, uh, there are more people who can do that job, but yet they're always looking for some interesting dynamic about whether they're left-handed, right-handed, to have the ability to throw players out. All those things are the exact same things that we have in the schools. And we should take the same mindset about how we look at our schools. We should be functioning as a team. We should have various individuals. So what do I mean by winning? What do I mean by winning? I mean, you have a group of people who are all on the same page, who are all motivated to to meet a particular goal. When you're not motivated and you're not working together, it shows. And someone has to hold them accountable in order for that action. And I'm simply asking, does your school have a winning mindset? Can you see it? Do you see obvious signs of distress? Do you see infighting? Do you see people not working together? And I'm not suggesting that you as the parent have the magical wand and make everything disappear. But what I'm advocating for is for you to look for those things and for you to have conversations around how do we bring the best and the brightest individuals into our schools to support the teaching and learning process. We'll get to that in a second. Teamwork. Uh, I've seen some examples of that. I'm going to share some of them with, with you. Uh, I believe that schools are very are highly functional when teachers are the ability to, to to lead faculty meetings. You say, why is that important? Teachers want to have input. They want to have a sense of empowerment in the school. And if you are a teacher, you know how a lot of times you want to lead a process or how you can best demonstrate your skill set. Um, putting uh, people in schools based on their strengths uh, we would be very surprised to find out that some individuals are not teaching to their strengths and it causes complications. It causes difficulties. And if you are a parent of a child whose whose teacher is not teaching to their strength, then I can tell you, you're not going to be happy. But you also have the ability to support that that teacher and talk about ways that 
as parents, you can go in and best facilitate those types of situations. Because you'd be surprised as what parents can do if they come in with the right mindset, if they come in with the right understanding. Because ultimately, it's about what are we doing to support our young people? How are we doing those things? And how you address those issues speaks volumes. So again, I'm not advocating for going out and telling people that they don't know what they're doing. I'm going out and advocating for telling people how do we work as a partnership. Partnership is the key word in this relationship. School-wide projects. I think school-wide projects are really good. It brings schools together. It causes everybody in the community to want to know, hey, at this school, there's something going on here. It's something big. We're all working together. We all know what that what that school, what that project is. And it's fascinating that when we are able to do those things, how people are able to rally around each other. So school-wide projects are good. They're very encouraging. Uh, another example of winning, of how do we define winning, uh, a lot of times teachers want to be rewarded for their work. They want to be recognized for their instructional practices. Uh, I know there are a lot of great PTA groups out there, and that's what they do. Parents do a great job. PTA associations do a great job of highlighting what teachers do in order to meet the goals around academics. Uh, sometimes teachers have to, they want to be recognized. And we also should allow room for the sharing process where teachers can work together with the PTA in order to say, hey, guys, this is how I was able to meet my target goals. These were some of the instructional practices so that you can have your moment in the sun. Everyone likes to be recognized for doing something great. And when you're working with 175 kids and you're working uh, around the the academic school clock, you are consistently and you're able to meet that goal. That's a wonderful, wonderful feeling to be able to have. And you want to be proud of it and you want to show off what you know how to do. Sharing methods on student progress. One of the things that I notice in baseball is how a lot of time pitchers, myself being a pitcher, I notice how. The pitchers develop this interesting relationship where they work only uh, every five uh, every five days. And while they're on the bench, they're talking. They're constantly sharing. They're constantly saying, hey, this is how I throw a fastball. This is how I throw a curve. And it's an interesting relationship because what you're getting is sharing of practices. As a teacher, I'm always fascinated to know what's going on. How can I do a better job? That's the spirit that actually will bring a school together and it will actually define winning. And you may ask, well, I'm just a teacher. or I'm sorry, I'm just a parent here. What can I do? Those are the, the, the instructional practices that the PTA has the ability to talk about if we're able to change how we look at that institution. I've talked about that several times. Have some nights where you recognize teachers. Have nights when you're recognizing where and how people are doing what they're doing. You would be surprised the buy-in that you will get, the extra effort that you will get from teachers when you recognize the great work that they do. 
Uh, you see this being played out in all types. And it's not just about the teachers, although they're on the front lines, but you're also talking about the cafeteria staff. I think the cafeteria staff have such power in the school because they are creating an environment around eating, about making sure that our foods are nutritionally sound, uh, about being friendly in line, about having a good uh, presentation on their food. All those things are, are wonderful ideas of how we can call winning in the schools. So you have, not only do you have the school leaders, not only do you have the cafeteria staff that have that ability to input and make a difference in the schools during lunchtime, you also have the bus drivers. You also have the substitute teachers. One of the most valued positions, parents, you need to hear this, one of the most valued positions in the school that unfortunately is not talked about. There's a couple of them. Being a substitute teacher. Being a substitute teacher is critical because when teachers are out, you have to have someone that's going to come in and keep the same level of expectation. When you have someone who is simply a pulse in the room, the expectations have been lowered. Your team is not functioning. It's like having your first baseman not being able to catch a ball when thrown at him. You have to be able to make sure that everyone in your building, everyone on your staff, all your time is around creating this idea of winning. What does winning look like? Winning looks like is when you have competent, capable subs who are empowered themselves to want to come in and do a good job. You've got unbelievable staff. You've got school staff. You've got from the nurse to the admin administrations. You've got the building engineers. Think about the work that they do. Think about if you've been in a classroom where the heat suddenly goes out and you're in a cold environment. You're going to look for someone to give you some support. Those individuals are, don't make it into the, the, the limelight. They never get recognized for the hard work that they do. They oftentimes get overlooked. But those individuals create an environment for the teaching and learning process to happen. They provide support, whether it be uh, electrical, whether it be uh, technology, they provide so much support in order for a school to function. When you put all those individuals together, you have what's called a school. You have an environment. Some places simply want to show up, get to the day, go home. Some places want to actually educate their children and empower their children. Some sports franchise, they have a set desire to win the highest trophy in their sport. Some franchises simply want to show up and sell tickets but have no desire to be better. Why is that? It comes down to the expectations that people have around winning. And I believe, I believe that the mindset has to start somewhere. It has to start with some individual who can define what winning is. And I believe that winning looks like a group of people working together to achieve a common goal. Because at the end of the day, what we currently have, we have individuals that simply will sit back and they will blame the system. Well, this is what the system told me to do. They rely heavily on that. 
and there's a system. But are we doing the best for our young people? Are we truly having the best people in the classroom? My job is to get you, the parent, the listening audience, to think about those things so that when you are having those difficult conversations and times, you will have some information to think about. You will have something to draw upon because you can't come in and make arguments without substantive facts or any frame of reasoning. And that's what this this show does. Last but not least, before we take my next break, there's a term that you will hear me use called the teaching and learning process. The teaching and learning process is a term I use all the time. Those who know me know I use that term all the time. And and for my non-educators, that is what you hear when you see the light bulb goes off on a child's face. When you're teaching and teaching, and I used to always say, hey, I can go home now. I've done my job. There's absolutely nothing more exciting than you working. You're struggling. You're at the board. You're going over World War II two and three times. And suddenly that child that for some reason didn't get it, the light bulb comes on and you say, oh, this is why all of that happened. Everything that I talked about supports this idea of winning. When that moment happens for that child and that child goes home, I feel like I've won. We need to create an environment where those things are actually happening to create what is called the teaching and learning process. And it takes an entire staff, not just one person, not the person with the highest paycheck, but it takes a whole staff. But it can't start without the idea being out there. And if you are the one that's going to make the change, if you're the one that's going to be empowered, it starts with you. I'm going to take the next uh, take my break and we'll come back and we'll talk about a winning school that everyone should hear about. So please join me. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. It's time to take an amazing journey, a journey to gold. Join your host, CJ, every week as she introduces you to amazing people who are following their dreams and changing their lives with a new attitude. Hear from the stars who are stepping outside the box. Be sure to listen for the Dream Quest Challenge with Josie Pasentino, where you'll vote on the music of independent artists. Find out how you can be a part of this life-changing experience. Maybe we'll be talking to you on a future show. Journey to Gold is heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. 
Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host Jordan Kimmel is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me in this conversation about does your school have a winning mindset? Uh, I've attempted to take some analogies from the sports world and to apply them into the field of education uh, because I believe they're one and the same. Uh, I might be in the minority on that, but I believe they're one and the same. And I believe that uh, school leaders have a responsibility to create that kind of uh, mindset. And many people will say, hey, Eric, you know, that sounds real good in theory. Uh, I've never been a school leader. I've been in a position where I've modeled a school leader where during my internship. And I can only imagine the 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 challenges that it takes But I believe that we uh, as a society can redefine things. It it happens all the time in our society, how we redefine certain aspects. And I'm waiting on the day where we can take uh, education and we can we can redefine what it is to to be a great school. Uh, Don't take my word for it. Look at the in the last four years. Look at the the different rating systems that we have. We have school wise. Um, uh, uh, school, greatschools.com that rate schools. We have all kind of write-ups. Uh, we have a lot of different agencies that are really trying to get on board with how do you determine what's a good school. Uh, I talk about that in my book about identifying a good school. Uh, when I go to parties and when when parents hear that I'm an educator, they're saying, "Well, what do you what do you think about this school? Or is this a good school to?" to send my uh, child and it's very difficult it's extremely difficult to figure out and I think one of the things that makes it so challenging is is that some schools clearly have it down pat and some schools are struggling to get an identity and I think it's the same way in the sports world I think it's very very similar where some people have got a philosophy they know what they're going to do they have the key players they're excited when spring uh, training starts. And then there's some programs that are still trying to fill uh, uh, players. 
uh, up until the opening day. And it becomes from the expectations. So I want to talk about a school that I know is winning. So some may say, Eric, hey, what you're saying sounds real good in theory, but show me where a school like that is happening. Everyone who knows about education knows that that currently, if you want to make the biggest change, you can start at elementary school. Then the challenge becomes a little more difficult when it comes into the middle school because the, the dynamics. But all you have to do is to take a look at the high school level, and you will see, ladies and gentlemen, high schools in America are a very difficult place to bring change and it's very difficult in order to recognize the accomplishments. I've worked at some high schools, some good, some bad. And I want to talk about a school that I think is winning right now. Why am I talking about it? Because I want to use that as a model. I want to highlight that school right now because there's some things that you can draw on. Parents right now, whether you're in the PTA, whether you're on the school board, it doesn't matter. People are struggling right now to try to find something that works. Look at the uh, the news reports on high schools. Look at the graduation rates. Look at all those things that's going on. When I initially started my show, I said that the Gallup poll uh, from about two years ago took a took a survey from parents, and it said that 40% of elementary school parents are satisfied with their quality of their education, meaning they're happy with it. In middle school, it's approximately 26%. So something happens where it drops off. And then high school, uh, uh, high school is less than that. It's about 24%. So there's something that happens. And I think that something that happens is that people want to change. They want something to, uh, figure out how to advocate. And what they're looking for, I think, is a winning concept. I think it's a winning concept. I want to talk about a wonderful school that I had the privilege of being a part of. I was an administrative intern, so my task was to monitor, to shadow the school principal. And it was an unbelievable experience for me. Um, the name of the school is School Without Walls. School Without Walls is located in Washington, D.C. So if you are in Maryland, and I have some listeners in Maryland, I have listeners in Virginia, I have listeners in uh, Washington, D.C. This is a chance to recognize what an awesome high school. This is a school that's winning. It's winning. If I had the privilege, if I had the opportunity, and you can quote me on this, I would have my daughter in that school because I know that she's going to get a quality education. Let's talk about the school and how it's winning. There are four reasons why this school is winning. First of all, it's, it's located in Washington, D.C., when you walk into the building, and they have expanded their building, actually. Uh, they've moved. It's a little bit bigger now. Same building. Uh, the school climate, when you walk in, there's a feeling of something wonderful is going on. There's that busy sound of learning. And if you've been in a building where there's that busy sound of learning, it's a refreshing sound. Uh, there's a climate there that advocates for learning. And you hear it as soon as you walk in. They have some great teachers and great school leaders. I would identify them publicly, but I haven't been given permission to do so as of yet. So I will say 
the teacher is there. They bring a certain dynamic to the classroom that I think is worth noting. The school leaders, too, in particular, bring a certain level of balance to the school that I think is a winning concept. It's all about the students. It's all about promoting them to a higher level. If you're in a school where there's not happening, then this is why I'm advocating on what you should advocate for. You should advocate for a concept of what's in the best interest of students, not politics, not someone who is going to fit in in a certain climate. It's about how do you manage individuals to bring out the best in young people. Number three, it's not a charter school. It's not a private school. It's a public high school in the city of Washington, D.C. So they take students all over the district. They have students coming from your wealthier districts, uh, areas, neighborhoods. You have dis- uh, students coming from the more economically deprived and impoverished neighborhoods. And there's this interesting mix of when those students get together, and I've been in an environment like that, The environment takes over. The environment, the prestige, the honor of being in this school supersedes any of the things that they bring with them. It's an unbelievable uh, concept. Uh, So you, you get a chance to have students from all over the district, which I thought was really an amazing concept. The last one. uh, When I told people that I was at a place called School Without Walls and folks would say, Wait a minute. The school doesn't have any walls. No, 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 no. That's an educational concept, meaning that because of where they're located at any given time. And this is why I think this is a great model for people to advocate, to take a look at, because what I'm attempting to do here is to define what winning is for the listening audience. Uh, at any given time, if you wanted to go on a class uh, lesson, so uh If I wanted to have a lesson on the Federal Reserve as a teacher, all I would have to do is to arrange a field trip to the Federal Reserve where the class would actually be located because it's quite honestly in walking distance or maybe a bus. They generally would take a bus and you would have the classroom or the educational environment exactly where you're studying. That creates buy-in. That creates the freshness of being outside of the classroom. It's a wonderful concept. It's a John Dewey who is an educational uh, icon in America. It's his theory about how students learn uh, hands-on learning in their environment. Just those four concepts alone makes this school a school that's winning. It's a school that's ahead of the game. It's a school that's actually trying to educate. Now, it's not a perfect school. It has its share of problems, as they all do. But I highlight this school because I want people to understand that there are some examples of some great schools out there that are achieving difficult tasks, that are taking students from literally all over, uh, all over the district. And you, and you have uh, this idea of uh, every grade has a field trip. So the ninth graders go to Williamsburg, Virginia, where they get a chance to see the colonial uh, reenactment. Uh, the 10th graders give a chance to go to Philadelphia to go to Constitutional Hall, which plays back into, as a, as a social studies teacher, it plays back into 
Williamsburg. Uh, the 11th graders have a chance to go to New York City to the Tenement Museum, which plays very much into the concept of the Statue of Liberty, uh, America, founding America, teaching American values. And then the last but not least, as a senior, you have the ability. You have the ability to finish school early, take your college courses at George Washington, which is across the street. What a wonderful concept, ladies and gentlemen. What a wonderful, wonderful concept. And by the way, the school also doesn't have a, a lunch program. They allow their students to leave the campus. They go across the street to George Washington. They have, they, they eat, they hang out, they socialize, and then they come back. That's right. You heard it. They actually come back to the campus. Those are the concepts of what we're talking about winning. And those are things that we can advocate for. So I'd like for you to to think about those things and we'll conclude when I come back on just what winning is. Uh, we're going to take a, a final break and we'll be back to conclude winning in the schools. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and will discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. 
Now, back to the program. Welcome back. And I want to thank my listening audience for a, a good start for my radio debut. And I want to recognize all the wonderful people at Voice America who make <clears throat> my job of trying to educate uh, parents a wonderful job. Uh, sound guy Roland, who's done a wonderful job. I, I want to recognize <clears throat> all those individuals who are who are listening, who are uh, uh, listening. And I get numbers where where. I get a chance to see who's listening and the downloads for. So if you are listening right now and you've taken the time to actually download any of my work, I appreciate it. And uh, I try to to come and empower you, uh, the listener, uh, to, to take uh, a different approach. Education is an issue that's very uh, passionate for me. I'm, I, I'm completely for the cause. There's so many complex issues out there. America right now, we're faced with uh, every three to four years, there's some new direction that's going on in education where teachers are having to respond. Uh, we, we started out with No Child Left Behind, which I think in merit is a very good document. We have Race to the Top, which is a current trend where we're trying to reward st- uh, school systems for and states for doing outstanding jobs. We have Common Core Standards, which if you're not uh, familiar with it, uh, parents, you will be very familiar with it. We have AYP goals, which are very specific to define success. Uh, in some states like Illinois, we have unions and we have teachers. We have uh, the different types of contract issues that are going on. We've got this heavy emphasis on math and science, which I think is good because we're trying to compete. Um, but we're losing out on what it is to be an American. We're losing out uh, on some of our basic concepts of civil liberties that our founding fathers were able to create. All those things are going on, and all these great things are great, but teaching is a fundamental skill needed to produce smarter citizens. Those smarter citizens are needed to produce to get into a global economy. Winning, all those terms I just used to you are ways that other people define winning. They define winning based on your test scores. They define winning based upon how often uh, are you able to hit certain benchmarks in your test scores, which are all great things. They're all great things. I'm all for making sure that that a child in Mississippi is learning the same thing that they're uh, learning in Massachusetts, as uh, Secretary Arnie Duncan uh, talked about in one of his recent press conference. I'm, I, I completely support that. However, the reality is, as many people have said, that all politics are local. So that if you're not at the local level, if you're not at a local level where you can see that staffs all have to work together, they have to work together. How many times have you been into a school where you can walk into and you haven't been in there 30 seconds and you know there's nothing going on? There's no teaching and learning. There's no high level of learning. So what can be done about that? If you are a parent who has a child who's going to a school like that, you feel disheartened. You feel uh, that the system is not working for you. And I'm suggesting that the system can work for you if you know what to advocate, if you have to have something to fall back on. You have to have a vision. 
You have to know what it is out there. My job in this particular capacity is to inform and to educate and to empower you as the parent, you as a school leader to try to want to do something that is different. I ask that you team up with other people who also have this mindset of winning. Uh, I find it interesting that every year in the sports world, you, we all have one winner, whether it be a Super Bowl winner. We have one national champion in football. We have one team that wins the World Series. There's something about that one team that puts them in a league better than the other team. Some may say it's a one pitch. Some may say it was one draft pick. Some may say it was simply fate. But there's something that makes it different, something that compels people to get the job done. I'm simply advocating, why don't we have that same philosophy in the world of education? How long will we use the system as an example to say, well, you know what? That's simply how the system works. I hear so much talk. You hear so much talk about America not being able to compete with places like Norway and Finland, and Sweden, how often are we going to use those things as an excuse in order to talk about why we're not able to, to, to get to a certain point? I believe that every school has the capacity to get better. I believe that every school has the capacity to get better if they're given some direction. Is your school a school that's simply just showing up and filling up seats? Or is there some honest to goodness teaching and learning going on? I know right now that in this wonderful country, people are frustrated. People are angry. People are disheartened at what they're seeing in their school system. And they're lost. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to turn to. They don't know how to advocate for change. They don't know how to communicate it. Some parents, again, as I've said on my show, they say, I'm not as educated as Dr. Such and Such. So how could I possibly articulate? I'm not as well-rounded as Mrs. Such and Such. So how could I possibly articulate? I'm here to tell everyone in the listening audience that it simply doesn't work that way. I've talked about a superintendent on this show that he has said that he has three kids one in elementary, one in middle, and one in high, and he's the superintendent of that district, and he feels overwhelmed, ladies and gentlemen. He is not empowered to do what he needs to do for the best interest of his kids in his own district. So it's not about titles. It's not about positions. It's about vision. It's about can you articulate. My platform has been simple. Accountability. Academics, advocacy, everything that you do simply falls around those things. I want to thank those who, again, who are who are listening. And next week I'm working on having a guest. Uh, the guest is going to talk about what's going on with teachers, specifically in the Chicago area. Uh, we're going to talk about what it is to be a parent uh, of a high school uh student because we have a lot of parents who are really uh, concerned as to how do they handle this high school culture. And I've talked about it briefly, but we're going to actually hear from a, from a parent. I'll leave you with this idea. If there are 
enough time and enough days and enough weeks for us to plan and get together and find a way to make our school systems better. And I say that it doesn't start with the person at the top. It doesn't start with that Ph.D. candidate. It doesn't start with all those folks with all those degrees. It doesn't start with those. A lot of times it starts at the bottom. It starts with the person who has an idea, who conversates, who who meets, who shares it with another person. And then that person leads it to another person. And then those people get together and they talk. And then they go to the school board. And then they present their information to the school board. And the next thing you know, you have something called change. You have something that makes an impact. And I'm suggesting that you have the ability to do that. Be a partner. Think of partnerships. Think about how you and we and all of us can work together to make our schools better. Celebrate those who are doing a great job. I look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for joining in to Chalk Talk. May you have a great week. Thank you again for joining us for Chalk Talk. Please join Eric Hamilton again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more of everything that parents should know about school. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.